Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 48. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded on Wednesday, December 19th, 2018, and will be released on Thursday, December 20th, 2018. Visit pixelswim.com for all the show notes and social links if you want to follow along uh, with every anything we cover today. So yeah, let's just dive in <laughs> to our weekly notes, feedback, and links. So I just wanted to start off with saying that I forgot to say thank you to Keith Bartlett on the last, uh, not in the last episode, on part after part one of my gaming history. Keith actually did leave a comment on that page. So that was episode 46. And so I just wanted to say thanks, Keith, for that feedback. I completely forgot to check through my feedback on the last episode. But yeah, he said he really enjoyed the episode and that he's always been into the Nintendo Game Boy, which uh, followed by the DS, the DS Lite and the 3DS. So he also said that his eldest daughter had a Sega Game Gear, like I said that I did, and she actually had the TV accessory for it. So I was supremely jealous of that. But yeah, that was uh, my my one thing that I really wanted for that Game Gear, but Keith also said he's not a huge fan of games on phones either. He likes the proper buttons and also that he has tried out his daughter's Nintendo Nintendo Switch, which I honestly haven't even looked at really the Nintendo Switch. I, I couldn't even tell you all the features of it, uh, something that I've kind of has kind of piqued my curiosity a little bit since I have been going back over my gaming history. So and he also said that Mario Kart is his most played game franchise which is certainly easy, easy to to fall into that one because that game is super fun. So uh, thanks, Keith, for reaching out. I just didn't want to forget about the feedback a second episode in a row. So plus we're coming off the second part of the gaming thing. So it's still all very, very relevant. But anyway, I just wanted to also say thank you to Kyle Helms for his feedback on Twitter. Uh, he was reminiscing a little bit and and talking about how he played a lot of the same games that I had mentioned on the podcast. So Kyle and I are pretty much the same age and have a lot of similarities. So it's not it wasn't too surprising that he had played a lot of these. But at the same time, it was very surprising because some of those titles are a little, I thought at least were a little bit strange, but. Either way, thanks, Kyle, for all that feedback. And the next uh, note that I want to share here is if anybody is looking for something to kind of maybe do over the holiday break coming up here, because this is my my last episode before Christmas, the Christmas holiday, I had gone over, if you go to the show notes for the previous episode, episode 47, where I went over my PC games, I actually linked a lot of those to a, a website called oldgames.com, old-games.com. And it's not just a repository for information about the games that I mentioned for the PC, old these old PC games that I used to play. You can actually download and play them on Windows 10 if you are so inclined. And so over the holiday, I'm actually kind of thinking about maybe doing this is they actually have over 10,000 games on their website, old PC games. And you could you have access, I believe, to download and, and install all of them. And there is a, a you can do a free version of it, but there is also a couple upgraded paid paid tiers. 
uh, the free version gives you two low speed downloads per day off of their website. So if you you know, if you're looking for one game, you can go there and download it one or two games <laughs> per day. And I've, I've done this. I think I actually downloaded the British Open Championship Golf off of old games to replay recently. Uh, I did the free down, you know, the free low speed download. And yeah, it took a while. <laughs> it took a, a long while. So they like I was saying, they have a couple of paid tiers for five ninety five, five dollars and ninety five cents US. You can have one day of unlimited high speed downloads off of the website. So say you put together your list of <laughs> games that you want to download off of there because after researching on the site, you can go and download, have a day of access to download them all at high speeds, you know, as many as you can get within 24 hours anyway. But uh, they also have a $8.95, $8.95 for a full month's worth of unlimited high access or high speed access to all of the the install files. So you can get these running on Windows 10. And I believe that they support all versions, uh, most versions of Windows going into the recent past, too. And so, yeah, you could go on there and download a ton of old games. If you have any old PC games that you used to play, it's definitely worth going over to this oldgames.com website and seeing if they have, a, you know, an EXE file for your for your favorite old PC game. Uh, I think I'm going to do because I already put together my list on the last episode in the show notes and linked to all the old games game pages on oldgames.com. I think I am going to go and for $9, I can pretty much download all of them. You know, I'll pay $9 for the month and take my time, download them. And, and that way I have them, you know, to, to play. I don't know how any of this licensing works for this, but uh, I can confirm that it is legit, that these download files are legit. So just thought I would share that um, in case anybody didn't really go through the show notes on the last one. But yeah, oldgames.com, very comprehensive website as far as old PC games go. I was very happy to be able to find almost all of the ones that I mentioned last time on the on the show on their website for download. So I'll probably be playing a lot of Sim Tower <laughs> over the holidays. Anyway, check out the show notes for the oldgames.com link if you're so inclined because there is a dash in there. Like I said, it's not just all one word old-games.com. Um, of course, you're going to probably be better off doing that on your PC if you look are looking to download. So just go on there. Even if you just want to try it out, download one game and try it out before you make the investment of a one day or a month access to it. So I think that's a very fair price. I, I used to, <laughs> there, I remember in the past, I would do my absolute best to find a free version of something. But these days, it's... You know, the value of paying $9 for one month access to 10,000 games of unlimited high-speed downloads, <laughs> that's a pretty good trade-off. So just thought it would be worth sharing if anybody's looking for something to do over the holiday. So anyway, let's move on in our notes here. So I just wanted to say thank you also to Mike Latori. Uh, we had a long chat about the a lot of things, uh, specifically the Moto Z Play, which I had mentioned last time that I was looking at on eBay because I had found one for $188 brand new on eBay and I was looking at it because of battery life and the battery mod that you could attach to the Z Play. But ultimately talking to Mike over it, I kind of decided that it wasn't going to be the device for me. I think there was just a few caveats about it that I didn't necessarily want 
to live with and specifically mike says the camera on it isn't is very bad <laughs> like even for very basic things not even we're not talking like family portraits or you know a night out on the town we're talking like trying to you know take a picture of a document which is honestly and i was talking to mike about this in our conversation is two of the biggest things i think i use the camera for are scanning documents and sending pictures of like pro when i'm out at the store and there's a product and I, you know, my wife is looking for something I need to, I want to send a picture to her of that product just to make sure, you know, that that's what she's looking for kind of a thing. And just a way of visually messaging each other, you know, the, the stuff that we're, we're buying, you know, just to, for clarification purposes. So that's basically all I use it for is product pictures and scanning documents. I mean, that's not everything, but that's actually quite a majority, I would say, as far as the camera goes. So if it can't do those things well, Mike said that it probably that he's struggled even in those situations that I just decided that it probably won't be a, a great fit for me. But with that Moto Z Play, it did get me thinking about battery life. And so it kind of put me on a little bit of a mission to see if I could find a device or really looking for another device that has a big battery or just great battery life, mostly a big battery, because I think that kind of lends to the fact, you know, that it would have decent battery life unless it's the note, you know, I've heard, haven't heard great things about the note nine, even though there's a big battery in that one, but you know, it's better than a, a smaller battery like a lot of flagships have. But regardless, I actually, this last week, last Sunday, the 16th of December, I stopped by I was out and about running errands and I stopped by Best Buy over here in the US, which of course is the big electronics store chain over here. And I just walked by their unlock phone section. I actually spent quite a bit of time because I wanted to get hands on with some of these devices. You know, I don't get hands on very often looking at them online and then holding them in, in your hand is are two completely different things because once I because I had been looking at the Nokia 3.1 just as a little something to play with the side device because it was on sale for about $139. So I once I got hands on that hands on with that at Best Buy, it was actually not as impressive as I thought it would be for a budget device. Motorola, I feel like is doing much better <laughs> with their budget line of devices, which actually kind of brings me to my my next point here in my my notes for the week and it's kind of a big point I actually haven't tweeted about it I did tell Mike <laughs> that I that I bought it but I actually decided to try out the Moto G6 Play and again this was at Best Buy for $179 and the biggest selling point on this for me personally is the fact that it has a 4000 milliamp hour battery and not only that, because, you know, the Note 9 has a 4000 milliamp hour battery, but on this device, that 4000 milliamp hour battery is paired with the Snapdragon 427, three gigabytes of RAM, a 5.7 inch 720p display. So you pair that with your giant battery and you get great battery life. So Motorola touts a day and a half, 36 hours of battery life. So that was really the biggest selling point for me on this on that device. And so I got it in hands and I was playing with it naturally a lot at the store, testing it out, testing out the camera and everything. Uh, the camera was very fast. Uh, if I remember me talking about it in the past. The I had the Moto X4 at one point and the reason I got rid of it was because of the camera. It's very slow and laggy and buggy. And so 
I, you know, I was at the store with this Moto G6 play in my hand, testing out the camera to see how the software was, you know, and it was actually very, very good. It was very quick. The burst mode, which is always kind of my test to see how it does, was very fast. And it was, yeah, just overall, the, the pictures were decent, you know, and so I decided to pick one up and just a few of the other specs on that device, too, is it has a 13 megapixel rear camera, has 32 gigabytes of internal storage, plus a micro SD card slot, a fingerprint scanner on the back in with a Motorola logo on it, where <laughs> the way that things should have been all along, if you the Motorola is known for that dimple on the back. And they finally used it at that spot as a fingerprint scanner. So I know on the regular Moto G, not the Moto G6, the Moto G6, the regular one has the fingerprint scanner on the front, which uh, was kind of the, the going trend for Moto devices. But this one has it on the back. It's running 8.0 Oreo, and I actually got a couple of security updates after I booted it up, and it comes with a case in the box, <laughs> which is really nice. I wasn't sure if it actually came with the case because it said it on the website, didn't say it on the box, and uh, they were nice enough to open it up, and yeah, the case is installed, just a clear TPU-type case, and actually, the, here's the story, is that I bought the Moto G6 Play, came home, opened it up, and there was actually damage on the screen. And I don't mean like on the glass of the screen, like it, under the glass on the LCD part of the screen, on the upper left portion of the screen on the edge. It looked like it had been indented, like there was something. It didn't look like it had been dropped because all the glass and the outer casing and everything was perfect. But I did have to go back to Best Buy and swap it out. They were more than accommodating for getting me another one. Luckily, they had another one in stock. So anyway, so yeah, the, the most of the specs I, I said already. But one another big one that I didn't realize was so important to me is Wi-Fi calling. So I'm on Mint Mobile here in the U.S., which runs on T-Mobile's network. And Mint Mobile actually offers the Wi-Fi calling feature. So you can make calls and you can do text messaging over Wi-Fi. So if you're in a spotty, if you have a spotty network connection, you can connect to a Wi-Fi network and use that to do all of your network stuff. So like phone calls and texts, like I said, but either way, this I've realized this is kind of an important feature for me. There's some spotty parts in my house here. And also, usually when I go out to Walmart <laughs> here in the US, the one we have in my town here, they there's like zero service in the store, zero network service. And so, but they do have an open Wi-Fi network so I can actually make phone calls and receive phone calls while I'm there still, which is really nice. And also my wife is at her school in one of the buildings there. There's classrooms sort of in the lower level, the basement of the building, which again has like zero service. And so she, the, the whole building's connected up with Wi-Fi and for the students, uh, secure Wi-Fi, and she's able to connect her phone to that and send and, re and receive phone calls still. So yeah, Wi-Fi calling is actually becoming kind of an important feature. <laughs> and then I don't, I don't think I'll get another, a new device without it. So, and this Moto G6 Play has it, which is really, really nice, especially for an unlocked device. You know, it's not guaranteed that you're going to get Wi-Fi calling on on every device these days. I don't know what the what the standards are there. But so another big feature of the phone is that the speaker on it is actually really good. And it, it has uh, Dolby Atmos settings that you can set for it. And so that's another big deal for me because 
here's the thing is, is that I was using the LG G6, listening to podcasts and kind of background music basically all day for at least eight to 10 hours. <laughs> and so by lunchtime, the LG G6 would be down to about 50%, mostly because of the speaker use on it. You know, it's pumping out a good sound. The LG G6 speaker is very good. Essentially, I would have to charge it up, though, at some point shortly thereafter just to make sure that I could get through the day and the night. And it's not a big deal, you know, because I am here at home, but I just I found myself changing my habits to meet the device's needs. And I kind of wanted to reverse that. So a device with a bigger battery was I'm, I'm keen on on that more than I am having a Qi charger or a fast charger, you know, and always having to plug in and or put it on a Qi charging pad. I'd prefer to try and have a phone that works with my <laughs> with how I use it. So but yeah, like I was saying, the speaker is really good for podcasts and and light music, background music kind of a thing. Again, the main reason that I bought it was for that giant 4000 milliamp hour battery. So when I pulled the device out of the box and fired it up, it had 66% on the battery. And so I ran the setup starting at 66%. And so during setup, it went from 66 and, and I'll explain what what the setup was in a second, but it went from 66% down to 30%. So it lost 36%. And this is all the things that it did with that 36% of battery was it installed all of my apps. Well, I mean, I, I did the basic Android setup with the accounts and and syncing and all that stuff. Uh, so I installed all my apps, which was about I'm not a huge app or power user, so I only have about 20 apps, um, but it downloaded and installed all those. There was about there was a little over 20 apps to update. So downloading and installing updates for apps and ran one of those system updates that I talked about. One of the security updates ran on that and I actually and I rebooted the phone several times during the setup, uh, mostly when I put my SIM card in, uh, I put in my APN settings and they suggest you reboot. So that was one of the reboots. And then the other times were for the system update. And I can't remember what else I rebooted for. So 36%, it it did all of that stuff. So I was already (laughs) impressed out of the box. I know that the G6 would have been probably dead if it came out of the box with 66%. And I had to do all of that stuff. It probably would have used about 50%. So what I'm finding so far in my use with it during the day when I've only had a couple of full days with it, like listening to podcasts, etc. And I'm noticing that it's about 25% better on battery use. So basically, it's easily getting getting me through the day. I think yesterday, I actually listened to podcasts all day, had some music on and then also brought it with me out and got home and I think it was down to 44% whereas the Moto G6 would have been about 25% less than that and usually around you know 30% I'm not using the device anymore so that's part of having a good battery in the device having good battery life is the fact that you don't slow down with the device you don't slow your usage and that's what I, I like about a big battery is that you're not thinking about it in your use of the device. Like I said, when the the LG G6 gets down to, you know, 30%, I try to stop using it, especially if I'm out, because I want to make sure that I get home. You know, if, if I'm on a device with a big battery, 
I'm not slowing down. I'm still using it as usual. But I thought I would just <laughs> go over that. That was a pretty big purchase for me this week. And if it works out, I probably will be listing that LG G6 at some point. Ever since I put my SIM in the Moto G6 Play, I have not even thought about the LG G6, honestly, because the camera is more than serviceable and, and usable for what I what I need. So it's looking like that my LG G6 and not <laughs> a lot of G6s in the house right now. It's getting a little confusing, but the Moto G6 Play, it looks like it could be my ongoing device just because it meets my my needs in the battery or I say needs, but it's really what I want out of a battery life in a phone. So we'll see how much longer I hang on to the LG G6. So anyway, that was a big purchase for this week, and I'll try and go over it some more in the future. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that to the table here because that's kind of a big deal in my world. So Okay, so that's all the notes for the week. And so since we're kind of drawing... 2018 to a close here I thought over the next couple episodes I'll do sort of review things and so the first sort of year in review that I want to do is I was going through my eBay purchase history recently and you know obviously you can see all of your past orders and so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna kind of go through (laughs) and I, I realize kind of thinking about it that it sounds kind of boring, but I'm going to go through everything that I've ordered off of eBay in 2018. And here's the thing about me and eBay is I actually use eBay quite a bit. I used to use Amazon a lot, but then I found on eBay, usually you can find things for almost the same price, but usually with free shipping. And so you don't have to worry about combining things to get enough for free shipping because I'm not a prime member. I know a lot of people are, but I just don't use the Amazon services enough to sign up for the Prime membership. So I just kind of, I feel more comfortable on eBay. That's just my thing. So I have quite a few things that I've ordered on eBay this year. And I thought it would be kind of interesting to go back over and see what I ordered and kind of try to remember why I ordered it. Because a lot of it does translate into techie stuff that I've ordered this year. And I just thought it might be kind of interesting to see where I've come. So it's always kind of fun to go back and and remember everything that I bought, you know, especially because I have used so many different phones and it kind of, you know, puts into perspective what I've done throughout the year. And this this isn't all phone stuff, but there's a lot of a lot of phone stuff involved. But either way, let's go all the way back to January of 2018, January 11th. I purchased a tripod adapter for my cell phone. Okay, let me read the title. (laughs) I'm not going to try and sum it up as I read it. So I purchased the tripod adapter cell phone holder universal smartphone mount for Samsung iPhone. (laughs) So that's the the keyword loaded title of it. But basically, it's just a mount for a tripod that you can mount your phone on. And I think the reason I bought this was to mount my phone on a tripod to shoot video and stuff like that. But I never actually really shot video, but I just wanted to have it on hand. I remember that. And I think my wife actually took it and brought it to school. She has a tiny little one of those little tripods that kind of flexes around things. The little legs flex around things. And so she attaches this tripod mount to that and puts her phone on it, puts it on her desk at school so she can film the lectures. 
And so she took that one. So I did actually, I may get to a point here in my list where I purchased another one. So this is a nice little one, very sturdy, and it uses kind of a screw system to tighten things down and it twists and turns all different ways. Super nice. And again, I'm going to try and link and find as much of this as I can on eBay and link these in the show notes in case you want to follow along or maybe get one. And <laughs> so this might feel a little bit like a whatever works episode <laughs> uh, from my perspective, I guess you would say. But either way, yeah, that tripod mount was the first thing that I got. So ooh, in the same order, it looks like I got a BlackBerry soft shell protection case for the BlackBerry D-Tech 60 black translucent. And so this case, this phone case, it's kind of a a TPU-ish type case. And it says it's for the BlackBerry DTEK 60, but it was actually, I believe around this time, and this isn't on my eBay history, but I bought the Alcatel Idol 4S uh, off of, directly from Microsoft for $99. That's when they were selling the phone only, the Alcatel Idol 4S for $99. And so I think I got this BlackBerry because it's the same body and build Etc. as the DTEK 60, the BlackBerry DTEK 60, which is an Android phone, but I, I got it for the Idol 4S. It didn't quite, it fit on there, but the camera bulge came out over the edge of the case. So I never used <laughs> this case. And so I can see that my next order here on January 16th from on eBay was the Incipio Absorbing Cover Octane Pure Case for the Alcatel Idol 4S, brand new or black new, it's black case. So basically the case that I have on my Idol 4S now is the Incipio, I think it's actually called the Duo Pro case. So it's the, it's like a TPU case with another hard plastic shell that kind of goes on the back of that TPU case. It's actually one of my favorite, the Duo Pro is actually one of my favorite cases from Incipio. And I still have that one on my, on my Idol 4S. So, so let's keep traveling forward in time until eventually we get back to the future. <laughs> anyway, the next purchase was January 29th this year. I got the two-in-one Bluetooth transmitter and receiver wireless A2DP for TV stereo audio adapter. <laughs> and so basically this is, I think I talked a little bit about this when I mentioned the, the Roku and the audio through the app is that this is the transmitter receiver that I hooked up to the, the Bluetooth transmitter and receiver that I hooked up to our TV so we could use our Bluetooth headphones or my wife has a pair of Bluetooth headphones that she could use to watch TV and with the sound through the headphones. And this thing, it was only $12, but wasn't that great. There was a lot of, lot of disturbance in the, in the force, I guess you could say. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of sound in, interference and stuff like that. But we, I think I, we only ever really used it one time. But I still have it and just in case because it, you know, it's a transmitter and receiver for Bluetooth. So you never know when that might come in handy for something. So I still have that hanging out of that, not really using it at this point. So fast forward a little bit, almost a month, uh, February 19th, I bought the Armor Shockproof Rubber Hybrid Belt Clip Case Cover for the Samsung Galaxy J7 2015. So this might, that might sound a little weird. Why would I buy a, 
a Galaxy J7 case. This was actually for my father-in-law's case, my wife's dad. He has the Galaxy J7. I think he still uses it. And so he needed a case. I picked this one up for about $7.40 on eBay for him. I'm not sure. I think the the plastic on the back actually broke on it because this was another like hybrid case of sort of more of a rubbery inner case with the hard shell outer case around it. And it's really hard to find a good case for that Galaxy J7. I looked long and hard for him to try and find something that was of higher quality, but there's not a lot of options out there for the Galaxy J7. But either way, that was that purchase. And so later in February, all in the same order, it looks like here on February 26th. And I think I cover this on the podcast because I was up and going by then. Not sure. I can't remember which episode, but this is when I revisited and rebought the LG G5, the T-Mobile unlocked version. And so with that purchase, I also got an Incipio Edge Chrome slider case, which is almost like a duo tone case and also got a new battery for it, an Ace Soft battery, which is like an extended capacity battery for that LG G5. And like I said, I think I covered it on the podcast that I did not enjoy using that LG G5. The battery life on that was actually pretty crazy too, Uh, or not crazy in a bad way. It was not good. So I decided to not hang on to that LG G5. So I had it for about a hot second. And so I think I actually was able to return that on eBay along with that battery. And I actually also ordered the the Spigen case for the LG G5, the rugged armor case off of eBay. And that one, I had already decided by the time I ordered it that I was going to return the LG G5. So luckily the order hadn't been processed yet and they were able to just cancel the order for that Spigen LG G5 rugged armor case. So that one I did not have to return. So as you can see, when I usually when I buy a device, I go all in on getting a case and extra battery if it can take it and and stuff like that. Okay, so that bumps us up into March of 2018. And these phones that I bought next (laughs) was the LG Q6. I got two of them on eBay in March, a little bit apart, four days apart, but I got The LG Q6, the US 700, was the model number on both of these from two different sellers, but also got the Illumishield screen protectors for them. And actually, this back in March, I believe I was on the Phone Show Chat podcast, and it was right after I had picked these these phones up and was using them for a little bit. And I actually talked about those, I believe, on the phone show chat podcast so and of course I've talked about these on my own podcast here my wife still has the LG Q6 that we got and she's using that to the fullest extent still so we're still looking at the iPhone SE for her but we're just not in any huge rush to 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 make that happen right now so yeah the Shield screen protectors for it those are actually some of my favorite screen protect basic screen protectors I don't generally go for the tempered glass type screen protectors so I just like the the thin basic ones and the Illumishield makes a nice one that I've bought for several of my phones over the years but 
these days I actually don't use screen protectors anymore because <laughs> I just I want to enjoy the screen. Generally, you don't have to worry as much, even on budget devices, about oleophobic coatings. They're all pretty good these days. That you know you don't see too many too many reviews of people complaining about the oleophobic coating on on screens these days being bad and fingerprint magnets and stuff like that. So. So right after I got those Q6s <laughs> off of eBay, it looks like my next order was March 10th, was the Incipio LG Q6 case, the NGP Advanced case. So this is like a Incipio's fancy TPU case that I got for the for the Q6, for mine specifically. I got my wife one. I believe I actually got my wife's Incipio case directly off the Incipio website. I got her the Duo Pro case, and she has the screen protector on hers as well. And her, hers tends to <laughs> to find the concrete quite more, way more often than mine do. So hers is nice and protected with that Duo Pro case. But anyway, going to March 10th, I see that I, that that tripod adapter for the cell phone. That's when I got the the second one. <laughs> and so after that, March 19th, I bought the MPOW wireless Bluetooth receiver. And I believe I talked about this in the past with my car setup, because this is actually something I use in my car. And I, I had one already, but I got it set up in my wife's car so she could use Bluetooth through her auxiliary port in her car. And so that's essentially what this does. It's just a receiver and it's got an eight hour battery life. But in both of our cars, we have it hooked up to the USB power connection just so we don't have to worry about the battery. And so it's just a little receiver that you can put plug into your auxiliary port and then you have bluetooth connected into your stereo. So so this this wireless receiver was the second one that I bought. It's a really nice. I highly suggest it. It's it, it's worked well. We've had one for years and it has been, you know, basically frozen and boiled in the car <laughs> with the different varying temperatures and it still works like new. So definitely recommend that one. So if we move forward to March 25th of this year, uh, this was actually for my wife as well to get her set up in her car. We got a it's <laughs> I'll read the title of this one. It's called the Practical Car Steering Wheel Bike Clip Mount Holder for iPhone Smartphone GPS K. <laughs> I think the K is for black, but we got her. It's basically a phone mount that you can connect to the center of your steering wheel and have the phone just above your steering wheel. Actually, it works really well in her car. She has a 2012 Yaris. And so there's that's kind of the strange one where the dashboard is in the middle of the, or I should say the odometer and, and all of the indicators are in the middle of the dashboard. And so having her phone right on her steering wheel it's not on. I mean, it's not block. It's not blocking the the airbag, <laughs> which is a good thing. But uh, yeah, check out the mount in the show notes. It's actually worked out really well for her. And the one thing about it is it does mount the phone in landscape. And but that's really not that big of a deal either. All right. So the next thing that I got was on March 25th. And I remember specifically talking about this one on the podcast was the Nokia MD12 portable speaker. And so these are the little Bluetooth speakers that I touted that are really nice that use bass resonance and are magnetic. And they're just an overall really great little Bluetooth speaker. Uh, this is back when I got two of them. They were on sale, I believe, for $8.99 a piece or something around that 
price range. So we still have those. The one in the kitchen we use quite a bit. And on the uh, the hood over the stove is metal. So we just have it magnetically on there. It's just just plopped right plopped right on there and uses the little hood for the, over the stove as the base residence. So it works out really well. So that one gets quite a bit of use. And the one I have here on my desk, it gets quite a bit of use. That's not one of the ones I purchased. And then we have another one in the bedroom. Doesn't get as much use but it's there if we need it for nine bucks or eight bucks it's just nice to to have one one in every room you know so but yeah that was back in march on march 25th and so looks like the day after i got a sandisk 64 gig memory card and i think i actually got this for my wife's phone but i don't think we ended up using it because I think I had decided after I had ordered it and it had shipped that she probably needed the 128 gigabyte SD card. Because uh, like I was saying earlier, she films her lectures and stuff. So she needs a lot of storage on her phone. Uh, and I've mentioned in the past that we got her the extra storage on Google Drive so she can back up all her photos and easily enough because she was running out of room. <laughs> so either way, yeah, that's I think that's why I got this SD card. I think I still have it in the packaging, just waiting to, to use it somewhere. And then the next purchase I got on March 26th, looks like in part of the same order, is the two, I got two of the, a two pack of 3.5 millimeter to 3.5 millimeter, millimeter, both male stereo audio cable cord cords. And so part of the idea was I just gotten those MG12 speakers and those actually take an auxiliary input. So if for any reason we needed to plug something in because I have auxiliary cables, the male to male, but they're all, you know, really long. And so these ones are actually only a foot long. And so they're nice and easy to, you know, plug your phone in, then plug it into one of those little speakers and to keep it right next to it, you know, so you don't have to have a cable spread out all over the place. So I just, you know, for about six bucks, I got two of these short auxiliary cables and I still have them. I don't know if they were, we're not using them right now, but that I just wanted to have them on hand <laughs> to have the option if we if we needed that, if there's a situation where we needed something like that. But uh, part of that same order too on March 26th was I got a bunch of these little micro USB data cables. And when I bought my, I got these because when I bought my, Lumia 640, I believe it was, in the box was a really short micro USB to USB-A cable. So you could essentially, for connecting your phone to your PC, uh, I think the, the length of it is about three or four inches. So it's a really small cable, but it's really well made. It was a, you know, a Microsoft uh, slash Nokia, because I think that 640 was the first Microsoft branded Lumia. But it was, you know, definitely a Nokia looking cord. And so I had that and I actually found it really useful <laughs> for in a lot of different situations. And so one and, and it is good to connect a phone to the computer um, without having to have a lot of slack cord, you know, hanging around. But the situation and the main situation I was I used that cord for that came with the phone was for that Bluetooth receiver in my car, that MPOW receiver that I use. And so essentially my auxiliary port and the U a USB port are right next to each other in my car. And so I plug in that receiver 
to the auxiliary port and then I use one of these tiny little USB micro USB cables to plug it into the USB port in the car to charge it so it's like a self-contained little system and so I don't have to worry about the battery life my wife has a longer one in her car because she has to connect the power differently so she needed a longer cord but I used that so I thought I got a five pack of these little micro USB cables just to have for different situations like that actually and can keep them you know when I go into work I keep one in my bag you know just keep them around for situations like that because there's a lot of things that still use micro USB usually for hooking up to my computer and stuff and I don't have to carry around a, a longer cable for that so it's a nice compact easy little cable to use but they had them on eBay for $2.44 for a five pack of them so <laughs> I thought why not get those in so, you know to have on hand and so I've gone through a lot of purging of my cords over the years and there's certain ones that I still keep and these are ones that I wanted to have I guess, on file, like you could call it. Anyway, jumping ahead to April of this year, uh, near the end of April, April 26th, is when I got my yellow Lumia 920. So I've talked about this on the, pod, the podcast as well. I got it off of eBay. It's the AT&T unlocked version. I also bought a cheap little TPU, very bad case for it, <laughs> a little black case. And it was very poor fitting. And I, that's when I went through that whole thing with Ted Salmon, where he sent me one of the official Lumia uh, 920 cases, the yellow one uh, from over there in the UK, which I, again, I appreciate him doing that. Now that one, that case that Ted sent is the one that's on the Lumia 920. And usually I fire, I fire up the Lumia 920 actually more often than that 1020. So uh, just to, you know, have a play with it. So, and it's not, that case is, is really just, perfect you can't even you can't even tell there's a case on it but it actually provides quite a bit of protection but either way that's when I got my Lumia 920 and then moving on I got a on April 29th of this year I got the it's called the Scion Gear high powered 10 watt 2.1 amp home charger micro USB cable included white and so basically what this is is a a, a quicker charger for the Moto G third gen, which is actually why I got it. So the standard charger that came with it is just kind of a standard, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. But basically, this actually helps you charge up the Moto G third gen and other phones a little bit quicker. So it didn't doesn't really advertise quick charging or rapid charging on the Moto G third gen. But this I, I remember researching and finding that the you could actually charge it quicker with the the 10 watt charger i think there was an official motorola charger 10 watt charger that you could get at some point i know that i couldn't find it uh when i was looking at this one so that when i found this one i, I decided to try it and yeah it actually char i would say it charged it about 50 percent faster which it was already it charged really slow already <laughs> and so it was actually brought it up to a reasonable speed and I think my wife still uses this one for the Q6. Uh, the Q6, I believe, takes a little bit of a faster charge. You know, again, this isn't we're not talking rapid charging here. This is just a little bit faster than the stock charger that came with the device. So then we jump ahead into May. And I actually looks like I ordered a few things here for around the house. The first one was we my wife and I put together 
well, I should say my wife did. <laughs> she put together a first aid kit and a little like shoebox tote thing. And so I bought a couple of first aid stickers to put on the outside of the tote. So for about three bucks, it looks like I got a couple of stickers to put on the outside of the tote. So it's easily identifiable as the first aid kit here in our house. And my wife, <laughs> this one's actually kind of funny. I believe this was, I got this for my wife's birthday. And it is a jade stone face body roller massage facial beauty face thin <laughs> massager therapy. <laughs> so basically it's this little handheld roller thing with the jade stone on the end of it. And you roll this jade stone, it, you roll it on your jaw and stuff. And it actually, um, not this one, but in theory, these are actually really good. My wife actually has a better version of this now. But the funny thing is, is that I got this one for her on eBay. And <laughs> I literally watched her use it for the first time. And it literally fell apart in her hands. And it was, it was <laughs> we were both were cracking up because it was just uh, it was ridiculous. It was like a cartoon to watch the pieces just fall apart. And so eventually we, it, we got it together and kind of tightened up the little metal metal pieces on it. So it didn't. But I think she actually got a, a more high quality version of it. So it was a nice try. Luckily, it was only five dollars and 80 cents. That was just uh, kind of a, <laughs> a strange purchase this year. But either way, moving on, we actually th this is for my wife, too. And we've actually found this actually quite useful. This next one is it's called the Miracle Cube Timer. And there's a few var variations of these. And basically what it is, is it's a cube that you has different times, a cube about like think if you think of one of those like jumbo dice that you can find and, and use and buy they this is about the same size as that. So it, but this is a it has a time on each side of it in different increments. So the one that we got has five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes and 60 minutes. And so basically what you do is you tilt the cube to the time that you want on the timer. And so it's just a really quick way to to have a timer for five minutes, for 15 minutes, 30 minutes or 60 minutes. You can use it like in the kitchen, you know, if you need to time stuff real quick, it's it's it essentially takes all of, you know, the thinking out of having to set up a timer, which isn't, you know, a lot in the first place. But you'd be surprised how much quicker this just makes things. You have it on the counter. I need 15 minutes. You tilt the the cube to the 15 minute side and it sets a timer and it has, you know, the ending, the a beeping notification <laughs> to let you know the time's up. But it can also be used, say, if you're trying to stay on task, say you have a lot of things that you're trying to do and you don't want to spend, you don't want to get things to get away from you. And this is actually what my wife uses it for as well is to, you know, time off things that she's doing. So basically, if she's working on something she and needs to, you know, maybe take take a break or knows that if she pushes herself, it'll be too much, you know, so you can put, you know, 30 minutes, I'm just going to do this for 30 minutes, this whatever this is, this chore, this any sort of task that might be overwhelming. And you can set it to 30 minutes. And that way, it's easy to know that, it, you know, it's just an easy, quick way to set a timer. And and you can use it for in a lot of different situations. It's actually come in quite handy a lot of times. So and these things aren't cheap, which is crazy because it's it seems like a little cheap plastic cube, but I think they make the money and like they they justify the cost and the the usefulness of it. So 
Yeah, fair enough, I guess. Anyway, the next thing that I got in May was the a notebook for my wife for her birthday. She had a blank notebook. It's actually a really nice one. I can't pronounce the brand of this. I, I'm not sure what it is. It looks like Luke Term 1917 is the brand name, but it's just a nice, if you think of like a Moleskine blank notebook, it's very similar to that. But the next thing that I got on May 25th was a new strap for my golf bag. <laughs> uh, the one on my golf bag actually broke. I've had the bag for 15 plus years so those the strap broke so I got a new one and then it looks like the next thing I got in June was a battery for the Moto E4 this is I think around the time that I had the Moto E4 and also it looks like I got a wall charger for this external battery because the Moto E4 takes an external battery it's a 2800 milliamp hour battery in that phone so this is when I I don't remember which time this was that I had those Moto devices, but and then it looks like the next things that I got were in June, uh, on June 15th. It looks like I got a few things here. The first couple were just filters for my car. I got an air filter and a and a cabin filter for my for my car for some maintenance. And but it looks like this is also when I got my factory unlock code for the my. The Lumia 1020, the one that uh, that Steve Litchfield sent over, and so he had a an AT&T locked version of it that he that's the one that he sent over, and so for two dollars on eBay, I got an unlock code and can now use it with my SIM card. But also around that time, June 20th, I got a black rubberized case for that Lumia, this, this very same Lumia 1020. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, it's like a a holster case, but it's got a nice black plastic back case it's really grippy and so that's a a good case for the lumion 1020 other than the fact that the camera hump still sticks out over it so it's kind of hard to use that one and i actually keep the leather case that frank neathart sent over from germany so that's the the case i keep on there because it actually protects it much better so and then the next couple of orders in june here on june 23rd i got for my Moto X4. So this is obviously around the time that I got the the Moto X4. So I got a rapid charger for my car, an official Motorola Turbo Power rapid charger for the car. So it plugs into the cigarette lighter and apply so that way I can do rapid charging in my car and I actually still have that even after I got rid of the Moto X4. It actually rapid charges everything. So I was rapid charging the LG G6 with it and worked well. And so, at the, again, at the same time, I got the Spigen Rugged Armor case for the Moto X4. So this is the first time I actually had a Spigen case in hands. I did, like I said, I ordered that one for the, G, the LG G5, uh, but I never actually got the order in. So this was the first one that I had for the Moto X4. Really nice TPU case. I can always, I can see what everybody sees in the, the Spigen Rugged Armor cases. They're just a really good quality, well-fitting TPU case. But yeah, I got that for the Moto X4 and then moving into July. So it looks like another month before I ordered anything else. I got a few golf club covers for my my golf clubs. And so over the summer, my wife and I went on a just tiny, tiny little vacation. That's the one where I took a photo in front of the Microsoft store. And so during that, our little quote unquote vacation, we went to a lot of Goodwill stores out in the Chicagoland area. 
and I found a set of tailor-made woods. So there was a driver, a three wood and a five wood. They were all in really great condition. They're they're they were, you know, they weren't brand new, but they were in really good condition. I think the clubs were from around the year 2000 ish, but I remember actually seeing somebody with those same drivers when I was in high school or those those that set of woods. And so I didn't have any head covers for them. So on eBay, I found a actually really cool tailor made head cover for the driver. And then I found a couple of golf club covers for the the three wood and the five wood to actually match one that I had on my current driver, which is just a basic black one, just enough to, to get the, the protection for the golf club. So, and then moving into continuing down in July, I actually, my wife and I bought a couple of DVD sets because at the time we were actually considering dropping Netflix. And so, uh, decided that maybe if we got a couple of shows on DVD that we watch on Netflix now that we could get rid of Netflix. Uh, spoiler, we didn't ever actually cancel Netflix, but I got the, the the Office, the US version of The Office on DVD, the complete series. And then we also got Parks and Recreation, uh, the complete series on DVD. So those are two shows that we usually watch, you know, just put on a lot on Netflix. So if we figured if we had those on hand on DVD that we would <laughs> that we would potentially be able to get rid of Netflix, but never happened. But we were still glad to have the DVDs. So, you know, just in case those shows ever go off of Netflix. But either way, moving on further down July, the end of July, July 31st is when I bought my Windows phone hat. <laughs> so that was a I know I remember talking about that on the podcast and tweeting about that. And so, yeah, that's when I got that that Windows phone hat. And then looks like a little bit further, a little bit later into August, August 23rd, I got the two cases, it looks like for the Moto E4 Plus. So I think this is when I bought the Moto E4 Plus the second time, and then got rid of it shortly after that. So I didn't have these cases for very long, but I did have that Incipio Octane case for the first Moto E4 Plus that I got the Verizon version of it. I really liked it, but I think I sold both of these cases on when I sold the device. So, and then on August 27th, I got the Triplite 8 outlet surge protector. And so the reason I got this specific surge protector was because there was actually some outlets on it that were spread apart further. And I actually think I posted about this on the Whatever Works Google Plus community. Uh, just and I think that I talked about it on the on the Whatever Works podcast too, about basically they talked about it a lot on the Whatever Works podcast about the surge protectors and plugs and how manufacturers make different size plugs and it's you know it's hard to it's sometimes the power strip you know certain outlets on the power strip go to waste because you can't fit all the plugs on there and that's exactly the situation I was in I had you know stuff more and more stuff that I was having to plug in. And I couldn't fit it all on one power strip, even though there was open outlets. I think there was two that I couldn't use on a, a standard outlet or power strip. And so I decided to get this one from Triplight here in the U.S. to be able to plug things in. So on one side of it, there's three outlets that are very widely spaced. And on the other side, there are five outlets that are kind of more closely placed together. So, But it actually met my needs perfectly. It's a really great 
really great surge protector so far. It's uh, like I said, I can plug everything in now. So that works. It's worked out really well. All right, so that brings us into September, and that's actually when I got the LG G6, <laughs> the one that I've been talking about. So I got that on September 2nd, so I've had it for a few months now. So I gave it a nice good go. I think I said that I would. <laughs> I would give it a good good run. And so I got the, the LG G6, the 32 gig, gigabyte T-Mobile version. It's actually locked to T-Mobile. And I actually, I don't think I mentioned this, but I tried to get it unlocked through an unlocking service, uh, through a legitimate one. I forget which, I think it, I can't remember which, sellunlock.net or something like that, but they couldn't find it in the database. So it's a little strange, but the phone works. I mean, the it's not blocked or anything. It's been working perfectly fine for me. So yeah, I got that off of eBay. And I, at the same time, I bought the Incipio Esquire case which is the Incipio case, which kind of has like a fabric back because I thought it was a really nice quality case. But and I actually wanted because I had looked at getting the BlackBerry Motion 2 in the past and they had an Incipio Esquire case for it. And I really wanted <laughs> I wanted I almost wanted the BlackBerry Motion so I could get that case. But when I got the G6, it was available for the G6. So I got one of those on eBay, less than half the price. I think that it was on the Incipio website, which is usually the case on eBay is you can find these Incipio cases for usually five to ten dollars cheaper than they are listed in other you know, retail outlets. So and of course, I got the LG G6. So this is also when I ordered on September 24th, the Anchor Fast wireless charger, the Qi charger for that that I can use for the T-Mobile version of the G6 because uh, it comes with Qi charging. So uh, that's been really great that was my first anchor device and i'm was super still super impressed with it i, I don't have the uh moto g6 play does not have chi charging so but the thing too is that i don't need it i don't need the extra charging throughout the day with the g6 so far or the it's, it's so confusing the moto g6 played i don't need extra charging uh buying this anchor thing is part of what i was talking about when i was saying that I was kind of adapting to the to the device instead of the device adapting to me. So that's why I got this Qi charger. So I'm going to hang on to that one, you know, for the future, because it is a really good, quicker, fast uh, Qi charger. So and then, of course, I talked about replacing the back on the the back and the battery on the LG G6. So this on September 27th is when I picked up the back glass that had the fingerprint sensor and rear camera cover in it. And I also picked up a little tool set because I didn't have all the tools necessary for disassembling the device. So I, I got a little $6 tool kit. And then this is to have for the future as well. <laughs> I mean, it's not all of the highest quality tools, not like I fix it quality kind of stuff, but it works uh, worked well. Obviously, I was able to replace that back. So I also got, again, in that same order, I got that the new battery for it, uh, along with the back glass. And I also, at the same time, bought the Incipio Dual Pro, dual, or Dual Pro Dual Layer case for the LG G6, which is my preferred case for it. I also think I have the Bug Droid case for it, and the, again, that Esquire, Incipio Esquire case, but I also have the Dual Pro Black uh, dual layer case, which is, again, it worked, it worked really well for the, the G6. It's one of my favorite types cases from Incipio. So 
All right. So bumping forward to October 17. We're getting there, people. We're getting there. <laughs> we're in October finally. Uh, so, yeah, I get, that's when I bought that HTC Windows Phone 8X in the, the T-Mobile blue version or California blue, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I talked about that on the podcast and also got a case for it. The Tech 21 it's like a TPU case, but it came in a pack of two, which is kind of strange. I think they're just trying to get rid of them because Lord knows there's not a lot of people buying HTC 8X cases anymore. So they just they package two of them together and send them to me brand new. So I have one of those on the HTC 8X, which, of course, I've mentioned is still on Windows Phone 8.0, which <laughs> still looking for a way to get that to 8.1. But anyway. The next thing that I got was the uh, new SIM tray for the LG G6. The SIM tray that I had in the G6 actually is the innards of it is made of plastic. The little frames are made of plastic, which isn't the best design. And so one of the little edges got broken or I should say it snapped, but maybe snapped isn't the best word, but basically it came apart. And so it's still functional, but you had to be very careful that everything was lined up. And so I just ordered a new SIM card tray on eBay for $8 for the G6. So I swapped that out nice and easy. And then it looks like I got some Sony SR1116W batteries. <laughs> so these are the uh, small watch batteries. These are from my, my wife has a little Casio watch that she's had for many years. And so these batteries, we find I, I had bought a a five pack, I think, in the past. And so she's gone through those over the past. I don't even know how many years. And so I got another four of those batteries in so she can keep that watch in her repertoire. So and that was on November 6th. And so we're in November and then we'll jump into December. There's just a few left guys hang in there. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got this uh, gift for my father in law. It's not Christmas yet. Hopefully they don't listen to this. I don't think that they do, but they do. He's getting a five-in-one multifunction camping knife, hanging buckle tool, climbing carabiner USA. <laughs> carabiner, carabiner, I'm not sure what it is. But either way, it's like a, a clip knife. It's like a multi-tool. It's really kind of cool. I actually considered getting one for myself, for especially for, I think it was like seven bucks shipped or something like that, or $8. Uh, yeah, check out the show notes for that one. It's kind of an interesting little tool to, to clip and keep somewhere. I think it has some screwdrivers on it too, but either way, uh, moving on to December 2nd, we picked up for our ceiling fan up in our bedroom. There, There's the little chain cords that hang off of it, but I came across these. I don't know how, I can't remember how on eBay, but these are little extensions for those chains. But at the end of each one of the extensions, at the end of one of them, is a light little tiny light bulb and at the other end is a little tiny ceiling fan <laughs> and so it's basically identifiers so you know which cord is for which so if you get you know it's it's almost like a usb cord <laughs> or usb a it's like no matter what no matter what you which way you plug it in first it's going to be the wrong way so no matter which cord you think it is it's always the other one and so we got these little identifiers to to add to the end and they're just a little cute add-on you know decorative add-on and functional as well so these are kind of a frivolous per frivolous purchase but for eight dollars and 71 cents not, you know, not too bad, just kind of a little treat for ourselves to make our house a little bit more functional. But 
either way, that brings me to the last thing that we got this that I got this year on eBay. And that is the Sonics Tronic XDR 8000 headphones. And so these are from our wife. She uses uh, headphones every evening on the on the tablet that we have, the Samsung tablet. And so she had very specific headphones that she's had since oh, the turn of the century. Well, so around the year 2000, she had the Sony MDR W08 headphones. And so these are kind of like very lightweight kind of athletic headphones that go in sideways i don't know check out the show notes for the link to these uh, it's hard to describe exactly the the way that they're a different fit so they're the over the head headphones but they are almost i guess you could say sort of earbud size uh, as far as the, the speakers on them are concerned and so they're but the thing about them is that they're super lightweight and super not noticeable i guess and so she was you know using the tablet one night and she's like i think the one of the the ear, you know, the the speakers on them had gone out on her original pair. And so I was like, oh, OK, you know, and I tested them out, make sure. It, and yeah, that it, it had they were malfunctioning. And so I was like, oh, I'll just I'll find these online. You know, no big deal. These these so old Sony headphones, you know, they're real light and small and compact. And, you know, for her, she loves them. So I looked up the part number and lo and behold, these are actually very sought after <laughs> and kind of rare headphones to find this the very specific sony model number and i saw some people selling them for upwards of a hundred dollars on ebay and on different websites and there was a whole website talking about how great they are and that they're you know that they're they're rare now and like people are still collecting them or something along those lines but Either way, I, you know, was through research, was able to find that these Sonics Tronic is the brand. These XDR 8000s are essentially the same sort of style, uh, modern, you know, with modern manufacturing and basically, you know, up to date. I don't want to say up to date because they're almost the same thing, but they're essentially the same uh, design as those Sony headphones, but they were $25. So we ordered those in to replace the Sony ones that she had and they work just as well. So they're just as light and actually <laughs> they're really nice. The sound on them isn't obviously the the highest quality, but they do get pretty loud and they're just a really nice light headphone and they're small enough. Uh, most a lot of on head overhead, whatever you want to call them headphones uh, are usually too tall for my wife so they kind of you know generally slide all over the place but these ones actually fit her quite well and they they do extend you know to long to to longer lengths and stuff but yeah nice little headphones but they were still $25 but for a complete almost completely plastic construction which the Sony ones were too but I think it's the design that you're really paying for but either way I can't believe if you made it to the end of this, I can't believe I went on for so long about that, but I just wanted to kind of go over my year in review as far as my purchases go. Cause a lot of the stuff I get on eBay is kind of complimentary to other things that I buy too. Uh, and a lot of it is tech related. So I thought I would just throw that out there for this, this podcast, but I will not go on any further <laughs> about that, but I will throw out a question. It, what was your favorite, your biggest or your favorite tech purchase of this year? So if you want to leave feedback about what that was, 
on uh, pixelswim.com, the show notes, or you can email me at steve at pixelswim.com or on Twitter or or MeWe or Google+. You can reach out all those ways and let me know what your favorite or your biggest tech purchase of the year was. I'm curious to know. I think my biggest purchase of the year would honestly probably be that Moto X4 because I paid full price. I think it was $299 for it. So that was probably my biggest <laughs> my biggest purchase of the year. But either way, yeah, just let me know if you want to. If not, that's cool too. But I just wanted to, yeah, let's just wrap up the show. I appreciate everybody tuning in to episode 48 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Again, everything's online at pixelswim.com and all the social links and everything are there if you want to leave feedback or anything, you know, just follow along on, on social media. So, and again, you can find all the show notes there as well. And I just wanted to say this is my the my last show before the Christmas holiday. And so I just wanted to say Merry Christmas or Happy Christmas to everyone listening. If you that's uh, if that's your deal, if not, just have a happy holiday season. And just I hope everybody enjoys the time in with their family and friends or friends that are family, that kind of thing. And I just wish everybody the absolute best this holiday season. I just hope that everybody can have a really really happy holidays truly happy so and i'll end with saying that i really enjoy christmas music (laughs) unapologetic well maybe a little apologetically (laughs) i really love christmas music so also reach out and let me know what your favorite christmas song is if that's if you are so inclined um some of my favorites are rocking around the christmas tree and also on a more traditional sense i do like silent night i can't i'm not gonna lie i'm I'm not going to apologize. I like Silent Night, but either way, uh, yeah, just happy Christmas, everyone. I appreciate you tuning in. Have a great Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, day after Christmas, or yeah, waiting in line, returning something at the store, or whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again, and Godspeed. <laughs>